You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. It's Building the Game with Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong. Building the Game, yeah, Building the Game. Hello and welcome to my third favorite podcast of all time. It's Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday, October 30th. 2017 you're listening to episode 283 my name is rob jason's sitting here with me and tomorrow is the big old halloween whoa halloween yeah i love halloween i like halloween it's the best holiday of the year pass out some candy and then walk around the neighborhood and get some candy back yeah and then uh. pass some of that candy back out yeah do it man (laughs) some crappy candy you have to have crappy candy right yeah you have to have good candy and crappy candy well, you have to give out crappy candy so that when you don't give it all away, you don't want to eat all the rest of it. Um, see, here's the deal. Okay. This go. is how this works. Yeah. First of all, I disagree with that. Why would you not want to eat the candy? Um, so it's not good for you. Sure. Well, <laughs> duh. <laughs> also, neither is smoking, just in case you weren't aware. Um, yeah, well, I don't smoke. Neither do I. <laughs> Never have. <clears throat> uh, but anyways, uh, so... This is my theory. This is if you come to Casa de Slingerland, this uh-huh. is how you will be treated. Casa de Slingerland, yes. If you show up and you are a kid, mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to give an age range, but if you're if you are an appropriate age to be trick or treating, uh-huh. sure, you will be given decent candy. Sure, good, like good candy, stuff yeah. you would like. Yeah. If you are a kid of decent age for for uh, trick or treating. And you have a sweet homemade costume, you will get two to five pieces of candy. Oh my goodness. Depending on how homemade awesome your costume wow. is. I very much have mad respect for that. Yeah. Anybody, including myself, can just go buy costumes for the kids at the store. Yeah. But when you don't, you should be rewarded for that. Sure. Um, if you are not of an appropriate age mm-hmm. for trick-or-treating... Um, and you did make an effort and put a costume on that wasn't just a scary mask, especially a scary clown mask. Yeah. But it was just, it was like you put on a decent costume, but you look a little old. You will get some okay, not so great. You'll get the candy that I definitely would not eat if it got left in my house. Right? Got it. Okay. If you are a kid who's too old and you're wearing a scary clown mask, no costume at all or something else inappropriate, you're going to get the empty hand. I literally will put my hand in your bag open it up, and then go, happy Halloween, and you'll think you got candy, wow. but you didn't. You're you're mean. No, not to the kids who are cool. Well, still. Yeah. So, that's... Yeah. Yeah. We just don't get trick-or-treaters yeah. in well, our neighborhood. We, we get about 700, so, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, because you live in Pleasantville. <laughs> it's true. <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's you hard have, to see the kids at night when it's because it's black and white, but... Right. Um, and you have you have Halloween extravaganza inflatable maze. Oh, my right gosh. The entrance to your neighborhood. Again, we talk about this every year. Well, this year, that's even bigger than normal. Is it like, really? Yeah, he yeah. got crazy. Did, see that dragon? Well, it was all deflated when I drove by today. Oh, well, yeah. oh gosh. I hope when you leave that it's all inflated so because too. it's amazing. Yeah. There's a dragon that looks like it's from the cover of Zero. <laughs> the board oh, wow. game. It's pretty crazy. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Halloween is the best, uh, best holiday. Uh, I, we're recording this in advance, of course, but, uh, I went to an awesome Halloween party last weekend, um, on the 28th, uh, cause it's just go to my buddy's house. It's not an house. I, I mean, it's, it's fun. We hang yeah. out, we have a good time. We drink too much. And my buddy 
uh, decorates his entire house. Like every room of his house, it has a different theme and it's always a good time. Wow. Yeah, we have fun. That's crazy. Yeah. He goes all out. I guess so. Yeah. Um, what are you going to go as this year? What thing are you going to go as that no one knows? Well, so here's the thing. I don't know that I want to tell you because you're going to see it at work. And I, I want it to be a surprise. So if I tell you, you have to promise not to tell anybody else. I'm not going to tell anyone. Okay. That's not cool. Am I going to know what it is? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, because I've, I've done a lot of thinking about this over the last couple of years because I've done a few costumes in the past that I thought were great. And they were like really good costumes, but nobody knew that what they were. Like right. like one year I was Mr. Gumby from, from Monty Python. That was the worst. And it was a great Mr. Gumby, if I do say so myself. It was. And nobody knew who I was. No. And I was really dis- And in hindsight, I was like, "Oh, duh! I should have known." Um, so, so now, so now, my rule is: you either need something that's really popular right now, or something that was pop really popular at least twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good. Something that has stood the test of time, right? Right. So this year, I'm going to be Beetlejuice. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah so that's yeah, why we rewatched yeah. Beetlejuice the other night. I see. So yeah. do you have the suit and everything? I bought a suit online. Uh, and it's, I, I'm, I'm working on making it look kind of ratty and old and dingy. Are you going to wear makeup? I don't think I'll wear the makeup to work because I don't want to mess with that all day at work. But you will wear the suit all day? I will definitely wear the suit all day and I will definitely wear the makeup to the big party. Yeah. You know why I never dress up for work? It's not because I don't think it's cool because I respect people that do. Uh But at some point that day, we're going to be sitting in a meeting, having yeah. like a real discussion about something. And that's why I don't want to wear the, the And you're going to be dressed like Beetlejuice. Yeah. So. Well, I'll be able to take my wig off and I'll just be wearing a stupid suit. True. True. So. so. Yeah. No, I, I don't usually dress up for work. I, I usually, for that very reason. But this year I felt like, you know, I mean, I just, let's just do it. Let's just be goofy, right? Yeah. 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 It's Halloween. Have a lot time. of people from your team will dress up. They, yeah. A lot of them do. Zero yeah. people from my team will dress right, up. Because you're so. a bunch of. You bunch professionals. of professionals. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Business professionals. Yeah, right. Sure. Um, so yeah, so that's my Halloween plan. Um, What's Christine going as? She's still not sure. Yeah, she hasn't yeah, decided yeah. yet. Yeah, as of this recording, right. I think she and her sister are going to go to the Halloween store and look for some ideas. They, so they want to do they because because they're both because Abby's going to go with us to the Halloween party that I discussed. Oh, okay. Cool. So so Christine really wants them to go as the twins from The Shining. You know, it's great. Come play with people us, would know what that was. Yeah, and they right. Look kind of alike that that totally works. Yeah, but you know, finding two matching blue dresses that fit both of them is so. There's some challenges there. I'm not sure they have enough time to really pull it off. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, true. So, um, I, I think that's a great idea. But we'll see what they end up doing. So, um, yeah, I want to uh, remind builders that Epic Monster Tea Party is live on Kickstarter right now. Go to kickstarter.com and search for Epic Monster Tea Party from Playco Games and you can get your own copy of Epic Monster Tea Party. It's been a long time coming uh, uh, and uh, finally you can have your own copy. Of Epic Monster Tea Party. That's right. It's a game that I love dearly and I'm so excited that uh, it's finally come together and the builders can uh, can come at it for their own and, and enjoy their own copy uh, of the final published product. Yes. Yeah. Also, I want to remind them about our contest our not Trump contest. We need a word to start using to replace the word Trump when talking about games, card games. Yes. Okay? Yes. So send us, send us an email to building game podcast at gmail.com. The subject line should be not Trump. And we need a word to replace that. Um, we, we, we got to start using a new word. We've got to, it's just, yes, it's, it's time. It's time for that. It is pick a different word. 
uh, who, whichever one. So send them in. Send them in by the end of November. At the end of November, we will pick uh, our favorite and we'll announce it on the show. Again, remember, our recording uh, schedule is a little funky, so we probably won't be able to announce it until a couple of weeks after. It depends on our recording schedule. Mm-hmm. But get it in by November 30th, and uh, the winner, we will send you a copy of Saloon Tycoon with all the Kickstarter expansions uh, and a copy of Unreal Estate with all the Kickstarter expansions. Woohoo! Yeah. Uh, I should say this is not going to include the ranch expansion for Saloon Tycoon. Right, right, because that's not out yet. Because that's not so. out yet. But the original game with Kickstarter expansions yes. and the storage boards. So. Yeah. Highly coveted stuff is yep. what that is. Yep. It's basically the deluxe edition but without the fool's gold. Right. Because I don't have any extras of that. Right. Um, so there you go. Uh, anyway. This weekend, this upcoming weekend, we have Unpub Midwest. On Pub Midwest! Yeah, and we're both planning to go to the, at that. Yes. We should be there. Uh, you're going to go down, on f- or going, uh, it's up, because it's north of here. You're going up on Friday. Friday. For the designer day, and guess, then, yeah. yeah, Saturday and Sunday. I've got to work that day. Uh, so, uh, I'll be up on Saturday and Sunday only. I will not be there on Friday, unfortunately. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Unpub. And so, we thought we would talk about uh, what we're bringing and our prep for that, and so on and so forth. So on and so forth. Yeah, so uh, go. Okay. Uh, well, last <laughs> week I pitched a very rough-sounding game that actually I promise is not as rough as it sounded, which is Seven Bridges City. Uh, and I am planning on taking that with me. Okay. Um, I, uh, yeah, so that's my plan. Um, and in addition to that, uh, I'm going to take one other game. I don't know what it is, though, yet. Mm-hmm. So hmm. um, so my, my goal is to just get a lot of playtests in of the one game, but... I know that I will be tired of that game three hours into day one um, <laughs> because it's just it's you play the same game a lot. And yeah. You're like, ah. um, so I'm going to power through that as long as I can. But I, I want to have a backup game. And right now, the top two contenders are as follows. Um, one is Castle Schmashle, which is did I ever pitch that game? I don't know that you ever did. You I talked about it a little bit. Pitched. I don't yeah. think you did an official so, pitch. Um, which is a game where you build a castle and destroy a castle uh, as you play uh, with dice by flicking them at the other person's yeah. castle. Yeah, you talked about the idea, but I don't yeah. think it was a formal pitch. And this is something that um, that I want to do something with because I've spent like sixty dollars in components on this game, <laughs> custom parts from Game <laughs> yeah. Crafter, right? <laughs> but I don't have like a full game to use yet um, because, uh, yeah. Because I didn't actually design it. I, here's the problem. I really like the idea, mm-hmm. but I needed to figure out if it was going to work. Yeah. Like structurally. Yeah. And it does. Mm-hmm. So. Well, so you might want to take the approach that I took with simple surgery at Unpub earlier this year where I, I had this idea and I kind of said, I, don't, I I think this is a neat idea, but I don't know what to do with it. And so I brought a, I brought a deck of cards and some tweezers. And I put it in front of a few friends and said, hey, help me figure out what to do with this. That's true, yeah. And that was really, 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 really helpful. Thank you again to Matt Loomis, number one, and Jason Kostarski, number two, for helping me figure out, figure out what that is and what that right. should be. Right. You know what? I will do that. That's easy. Yeah. Because yeah. I can even have random people play it. Be like, yeah. hey, look at you're building this and you're flicking dice at each other. Yeah. I know this is what I know. I know there are three different dice, three different colors of dice. Okay. One, one two, three. Uh, and I want those to have a different meaning. Maybe it's just values on the dice, mm. but I want those values to be themed, right? Like sure. one die is built for attacking. Sure. One die is built for maybe defending or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what building. Uh, maybe one die is built for scoring points. Um, but I, I don't know. Actually, 
those three things sound pretty darn good. Um, remember this, Jason. You'll yeah. forget, hey, but try and remember. I let's say it again. We'll record it. Okay. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, great idea. So, yeah. But anyways, so that's um, so. I think I will bring that. I'm also reworking. Uh, so I'm going through the rules of an old game, uh, uh-huh. which is Transylvania Trading Company. We've talked. Oh about yeah, this. right, right, right. Um, and already I can see where I can cut like a gazillion components out of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and have it be probably more fun. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing I struggled with that, that I struggled with originally with it was, um, the game is the best when you are winning auctions. Um, so the game is the best when you're winning auctions. Yeah. But, um, what happens if you don't win auctions, right? Then the game is less fun. Sure. Um, I, I, I almost thought about pulling a mills and just wholesale stealing the the auction mechanic from um, from Area Fifty One or Warehouse Fifty One, Warehouse Fifty One, yeah, because that is the best auction it's mechanic so good. ever. It's so but good, but it's also so blatantly stealing it from. It. Is that? Here's a question for yeah. that: Is that blind bidding or is that is that open bidding? It's open bidding, yeah. Like I say, I'll pay two. You say you'll pay three. You'll pay okay. Yeah, I don't want to steal the whole mechanic. I feel I feel a little dirty about that. That is the core of what makes that game awesome. It, that is the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. So stealing that. And it's elegant I, and beautiful and perfect. But I'm trying to find something like that that works yeah. like I do something with my money that gives an advantage to those who haven't who aren't sure. winning something. Sure. Yeah, gosh, builders, I don't know I don't know if you can buy Warehouse fifty one. I've never seen it for sale anywhere other than when I bought it at Gen Con. I don't know. Yeah. And it's it's great. I it's, wish I owned it. I don't. Yeah. But I've played it with you a few times now and the economy is just It's just perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah like right. and even like I tried to break the economy by like stealing all the money and all I did was annoy people for a few turns, have a couple amazing turns and then still not win the game. Right. Yeah. Like and that was okay with that because yeah. it was fun. Yeah. Like, right. So I, I if you if you see that game for sale somewhere, get it. And so Pick it up. in case you you don't know what the mechanic in that game is, if I, we all bid, if I mm-hmm. win the auction, I pay the money that I'm paying for that auction to the player on my left. So what that means is it keeps pushing the economy, the money around. Yeah. Um, so the one time we, one of the times we played it, what I did was I just kept not bidding and watched almost all the money in the entire game end up in front of me. Right. And then I just steamrolled a couple rounds. Yep. And then I was back to normal. Um and it was, yeah, the game is super fun, mm-hmm. but I don't want to steal that mechanic because, I mean, it is so blatant, right? It's yeah. not like, oh, this is a bidding mechanic. I mean, it's, that is the game. That is what makes the game cool. It is the whole game. But I need something that... um, And it's not the whole game, but it's the core of the right. game. Yeah. So, like, I need something that that makes that... Like, maybe you get to take one coin, like a dollar coin, like a one gold coin, if you... um. If you don't win the auction, like, because that turn you weren't auctioning, right? You were, I don't know. There's got to be. Well, what if, what if, uh, um, what if instead of playing, paying the player on your left, maybe, maybe every turn one player is, is putting the thing up for auction and everybody bids and they, they pick the one they want. And then you pay back to that player. Instead of you're paying a bank, you're paying, you're always paying a different player. I did think about that. I did think about that. Um, it's, it just keeps all the money in the game all the time. Right. Um, the only... So here's the catch with that. Mm. The catch with that is, why would I not always want to give you a werewolf when I was selling to you, right? Right now oh, it's right. random. You know, you're four right. cards come up. 
I look at each, everybody looks at a card. Yeah. Everybody has one piece of the information and then, um, and then everybody bids based on that. And that's why open bidding has to, because yeah. some people are trying to get me to change it to blind bidding, but it ruins the game because the whole yeah. point is if a blind bidding, if I see a werewolf, I bid zero. Mm-hmm. But with um, with open bidding, I might not bid zero because I want to watch you pay more money and then get hosed by getting a werewolf. Well, then maybe one player is the auctioneer every turn, and, and every you still everybody knows one of the cards you put it in there. But one player can't bid because they're the auctioneer, and that means they take the money that turn. Maybe on your turn you're the auctioneer. Yeah, and other players can buy, and you're you're just running the auction that that time. Okay, you know, that's not bad. Um, does that though? Oh, so that guarantees you're going to get money, mm-hmm. right? So that guarantees you're going to get money, which means you should be more likely to um, buy something on a future. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, this I like. Yeah, this I like. What if, as the auctioneer on your turn, because you have to do something, right? Mm-hmm. What if on the auctioneer on your turn, you also look at one card? Okay, mm-hmm. everybody looks at one card, and then you set a value. Five. If it doesn't hit five, you keep it. Ah. If it does hit, if it does break that, they pay you. And and you have to state that it's not a secret. It's, right. It's, it's not like a secret right. secret limit or something. Right. right. Reserve right. secret Fist reserve. Fist bump right there. Right. Yeah. That just that fixed that game. Like that yeah. fixes the problems right there. That's good. Done. That's good. So there you go. Transmedia yeah. Trading Company coming back at you. It is right. So that. Oh my gosh, that's perfect. Yeah. Like that really it's simple is too. perfect. You know, it's simple. And one of the other things was people didn't like the downtime between the turns because on your turn you could take three actions. Right. So now on your turn you're going to move. Like you can move. And somebody's advice they gave me early on that I hated was um, just have a six card grid and you can just move anywhere on that. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, it's a circle. It's a circle. I'm going to change that. You just move to another location, <laughs> right? Done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then, um, so you move to another location. It is variable as to which, um, so every location, and I think in the game there'll be like 10 locations, but mm-hmm. only six of them or eight of them will get put out during the game. Okay. Um, and they're two-sided. <clears throat> so on one side, you've got um, uh, two bucks. They're paying two bucks per whatever, but you don't know what that is. Then there are 12 tiles, because there are like, or 10 tiles, we'll say, because there's five different resources right that you could be selling mm-hmm. you take the top one off the stack and place it on there when somebody buys it you discard that flip it over take the top one off the stack and put it on that one so that way the resources are always changing sure but you can predict what the values are going to be on those cards yeah um so and there was a lot of special cards and things you could do and they weren't great um well they were fun but they just they made the game take too long and be too much it, yeah. i when i was working on this game over the last couple of days um I have to give actually credit to Matt Riddle because like I'm driving. I know. Right. I'm driving and I'm trying to figure out what to do with the game. And I just stopped. And what did I say to myself? Where's the fun? Where's the fun? Right. That's Matt's tagline. And he's, it's the best advice Matt will ever give you. It makes me sad (laughs) that that advice came from Matt. Really good advice. It's really good advice. And the fun is the auctions getting a werewolf right yeah it's it's not fun because it sucks yeah. but it's fun because it's the aha moment right so to me the fun and the aha moment the same type of thing right sure sure um so uh so i was like how do i focus on that right mm-hmm. um and i feel like we just fixed all the issues with the game like honestly if i could prototype this in time i might bring this to unpub <laughs> okay. because cool. now that we've figured this out I, I really it's just making a prototype which is really easy because um yeah it just is it's really easy right on um 
so anyways, uh, yeah, I feel great about that now. Oh, I, what I was saying was in between turns, it was boring because people were like, I'm just sitting here. Somebody's taking three actions. So now instead of sorting, because a big thing about the game is sorting. You yeah. have four stacks of bins you can put in, right? Right. And you can have up to five or six cards a bin. There's only four in a stack. So you can manipulate cards one by one because the idea is you're trying to make stacks of certain things mm-hmm. face down, right? Those stacks of certain things you're trying to make, you're purposely doing that so that when I sell to... Um, when I sell to a location, I have to give them the whole stack, right? right. The whole bin of stuff, that right. whole big crate. So the goal generally is to sell them as many of the things that they want. And if I have a werewolf, pawn that off on them. Right. Um, but if I also have something else in there, I don't get credit for it. They just, they refuse to pay me for it because they don't care. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, uh, so my thought was when it's other people's turn, when that other person is going and selling, I, we each get one sorting action a turn, right? Okay. So I can look at my cards. I can sort them while you're taking a turn. So that basically means in a four-player game, I'm going to get three chances to sort before it comes back to me. Yeah. Which is really letting That's me cool. sort yeah, through yeah, stuff. Yeah. Right. And the only time I'm not going to... And one of the things people are like, can I peek before I sort? And I always said, yes. Well, now, no. Now yeah. you can't. You got to pick because you're going to get plenty of times to do that. Sure, right. Um, so yeah. So right on. I think that could be a fun little fun little thing i think you're so, going somewhere yeah and yeah and i like i said i can cut the um the i think i can probably cut everything in half from where that'd be it great was, which is fantastic that'd be great so yeah right on cool all right uh what are you bringing on pub <laughs> <laughs> game half the show later a little, right a little game pitch there for you uh so i'm gonna bring so that that quest game that i talked about a couple of weeks ago i've i've renamed that barrow uh, like wheelbarrow, but without the wheel. Um, if anybody doesn't know, a barrow is a word for like a like a, a tomb or an underground grave or, or Which kind I of thing. Did not know burial mound, that kind of thing. So that that just sounds like kind of a cool, sinister, kind of creepy word. It does. Um, so one of the within one of the tile types, uh, I sw- switched out to barrow. So instead of like grasslands, now it's barrow, and it's a little underground grave site kind of thing. Anyway, so uh, working on that. Um, uh, after our conversation, I've made some some good uh, changes. I think for for testing, I'm probably going to have like two, at least two, maybe three different kind of player guides so that I can try two or three different ways to approach the game. That's a great idea. Um, so I'll just have those ready to go, and I can swap them out as needed. Also, um, Seth Jaffe has given me a lot of good comments uh, on Twitter about that. Some some really good. Uh, ideas and suggestions so seth thank you very much for that i appreciate your feedback um so yeah that's that'll be fun i i i like where that game is going i still don't think it's it's not done no i'm say it's not even close to done right it's still i still feel like it's maybe half of the game but uh i feel like i'm moving forward with it making progress i more and more believe that is what you bring to unpub like yeah two-thirds half to two-thirds of a game like like you know what I mean? Like it needs to yeah. be a full game you can play through, but like that. I don't, yeah. I, you I test you're in a game like five or six times and then you bring it to unpub. Like usually it's far enough along that like, unless your goal is to try and pitch that game to someone at unpub, mm-hmm. it's not great. I mean, for yeah. balancing, it can be good, but for so many games, especially littler games, sure. It just ends up being overkill. Also really boring. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I, um, I my feelings about what to bring to unpub keep changing, 
Um, but but I'm not going to want to play that game for for two days straight. I will also have a copy, uh, a pre pre released copy of Epic Monster Tea Party with me. If anybody wants yeah. to check that out, uh, maybe we'll play a little bit of that uh, here and there. Uh, I think I'm also going to bring uh, Eight Arms to Hold You again because I've been working nice. with with uh, that publisher a lot, talking about some adjustments and some tweaks that that he wants to make. So I think I'll I'll probably spend some time doing some playtesting on that to try some different approaches and different um, structures uh, with that game. So that'll be fun too. It'll be fun because I already know that's a fun game. Right. People really enjoy it. So it'll be neat to try some different, uh, different approaches. For Uh, sure. So, yeah. So I think that's, that's what my plan is going to be for Unpub Midwest in Grand Rapids on November 3rd and 4th. Yes. Yes. So. Third, three, four, five is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, because the third is that Friday. Yep. Yeah. So that's my plan for, for Unpub. Um, and yeah, I guess it's time for me to pitch a game now. It's time for you to pitch a game now. All right. So this is a game. Uh, again, I don't have a name. I'm just going to call it Car Wash. Okay. <laughs> Work, working title. Okay. My, my first uh, name was Wishy Washy. And that actually is a terrible name. I mean, it's a fun name, but it's terrible for this game. I'm going to be honest, it's, it's better than Car Wash. Yeah, but it doesn't really fit with the game at all. I haven't heard about the game yet, yeah, so I don't so, really care. So this is kind of a, kind of a, you know how I like to do sometimes. I like to, to try and use mechanics that I'm not good at to try and learn something about them or figure out a new approach to them, right? Sure. So I wanted to get a little bit of drafting done. I wanted, okay. I wanted yeah. to, to try drafting. I've tried and failed drafting before, so I wanted to give it another shot here. So some drafting. There's also a little bit of worker placement in this. It's pretty mild, though. Uh, but the idea is that you are running a car wash, a hand wash. It's not one of those fancy, newfangled, automated things. It's a hand wash. You know. So you should call that game. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you bleep that out. I really hope you bleep that out. <laughs> Rob will not be able to pitch the game. It's really good if you bleep that out. You should have bleeped that out. All right. Um, So the basic structure of this game (laughs) is that... so, uh, so everybody has has cubes. I, I mean, they could be me- meeples, but whatever. We'll say they're cubes because you you might need a lot of them, and cubes are easier than meeples. Anyway, um, and you're going to be washing cars, okay? And uh, uh, to to give you kind of, kind of the the core uh, function here is is around taking the time to wash these cars. So so there's a deck of cards, and every card is a car. Mm-hmm. Or truck or whatever you know, um, and then and they have some kind of a a, a dirty level like uh, and it'll be a three four or five okay this okay. this is this is level three dirty this is level four dirty level five dirty okay actually when you said dirty level I really pictured like a level that was just dirty so yeah I don't know what that means like a level like I level something like a builder's level oh okay that was just full of dirt full of dirt um. So uh, anyway, so um, let's say let's say you've got you've got a, a, th- a level three dirty card car here. OK, um, so what that means is that um, on your turn, if you're going to place a, one of your employees on that card uh, you, and you always place guys starting on the far left of, of that of that. Think of it as a track or a row. OK, and uh, if you're going to put one employee onto that car uh, every turn, he's going to move forward one step. So it's going to take him three turns to clean that car. Or you can put three guys on the uh, three employees on that car on mm-hmm. this turn, or and they're going to get it done in one turn. Okay, um, 
so it's it's just a matter of where you want to put your guys to get get what done how soon uh and then and then once once the car is clean you're going to score points for that car okay there are that seems pretty straightforward sure there are also three different types of types of vehicles or three different classes of vehicles there are muddy cars there are messy cars and there are luxury cars okay so muddy cars are covered in mud uh, messy cars have a bunch of crap inside them, so they need to be cleaned out. And then luxury cars need special attention, you know? Okay. You need to get another word for luxury. Actually, I think I did come up with a different one. Let me look at my notes here. Um, fancy cars. Yeah, not good. Muddy, messy, and fancy. Well, anyway, that's what I'm going with right now. I'm open to suggestions. So, okay. So you've got those three different card types. Uh, start of the game, you're going to shuffle the deck and everybody gets three cars just randomly dealt out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody also starts the game with two employees, two cubes, as, as you guys are getting work done. Okay. Then um, then uh, we, I'm going to go ahead and go through the turn order here. Uh, you start the game by drafting a special special action or special power card. Okay, uh, and and so let's talk about what these cards are. So we ha- we have uh, one, two, three. We have six different cards you might get. This is a uh, I think this is probably a three to four, three to four, maybe three to five player game. Probably three to five. It would probably work with two, but I think it. Let's say two to five. Okay. Sure. Sure. So so there are uh, there are six different cards that you could ha- you could be drafting here. Uh, so starting with there's the sign guy. You know the guy who stands out by the road waving the sign around trying to attract business, right? Um, normally at start of your turn you get one more. So, so in game setup when you're starting the game you start the game with three car three vehicles ready to clean, and then every turn after that you're going to get one. The sign guy he it. it, it I should have also said this. Every one of these power cards actually has two different powers. So when you're drafting the card, you're going to choose which of the two abilities you're going to be using on this turn. Okay. Mm-hmm. So sign guy, his number one option, he increases the number of cards you have coming in uh, on your turn up to three per turn. So you're just going to be some kind of a marker that you move around for your specific lot, your, your car wash lot. And you always start at a one. And then every, every time you use his number one power, then you can increase that. So every turn you get two cars or up to three cars per turn. Okay? Spin in the sign. Yeah, spin in the sign. Maximum of seven cars in your lot at any time. Cool. Okay. All right. Option two is instead of increasing the number of, of vehicles you can get, he allows you to look at the top three cards from the deck and choose which one you want. Oh, so you can so so there, there's going to be an aspect of set collection here for scoring, okay? And so that allows you to kind of tailor which vehicles you want to get and what what things you want to bring in, what kind of work you're going to do, okay? Uh, next option is the bucket bucket of soap and wa- soapy water and a scrub brush, okay? So option one with this is all muddy cars that you you finish cleaning in that round earn you plus two points. Mm-hmm. That plus two being I don't know, we'll see. Plus, that's just the number I'm using right now. The second option is you can advance the progress on any one car, one space. So basically, it's a free turn on one vehicle. Sure. Okay. Next one is you have the car wax and the buffing machine. This one, option one, all fancy cars that you finish cleaning this turn get you to plus two points. Or you can change an angry customer to grumpy or... Uh, or remove a grumpy customer token from a car. So, so let's explain that. Let's say you've got more cars in your lot than than you have uh, employees to work on, or they're all committed and you have more cars coming in. So, if you end a round and nobody has worked on a car uh, that round, then you put a grumpy customer token on on that. Wah, wah. Okay. And if you go to a second turn, 
if you go to the second turn uh, and still nobody has worked on that, then those tokens flip over to be an angry customer token. And then if that round ends and there's still, or I should say the next start, next round starts and nobody has, has worked on that car, then that car drives away, pissed off, and that goes in, uh, goes into a, a negative scoring pile. Basically, it's minus one point at the end of the game because mm-hmm. you got an upset customer. So that so this allows you to kind of kind of calm down an angry customer, change it from angry to grumpy or grumpy to happy. That makes sense. It comes off completely. Okay. Uh, next option is the vacuum. So, or the next next card you can draft is the vacuum. So in this case, all messy cars you finish this turn earn you plus two points. Uh, the second power option on this, I don't know yet. I haven't been able to figure that out. So that's a question mark for me. Okay. Next draft card option. You have the, the guy applying for a job. So his first power is you can hire one more worker for the rest of the game. One more employee. Uh, max of seven people working for you at any time. Okay. Option two, you can change one car in your lot for any other car of equal or lesser value from the draw deck. But equal to lesser value, I mean the 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 scale of, of dirt on that. Okay, um, and you would just go through the draw deck and you search for the one you want, pick it out, uh, put the other one back in, shuffle the rest of the deck, put it back, and the draw deck continues. Okay, um, that again allows you to kind of <clears throat> kind of tune the work that you're doing to hopefully focus on different set, types of set collection. Yep. Finally, is the employee of the month card. Option one, you draft first in the next round, or alternatively. You draw your cars for this round after all the other players, but can choose to take one of theirs when they draw instead. So let's. So I I would go last, and I see you take a card, a, a, a vehicle card, and I say, and you, oh that's a muddy one. I'm working on muddy cars, and so I say, I'm going to take that one instead, and then you would have to draw a different one. Okay? Nice, I and, like that. Yeah. All right. So uh, so you start the round, you you draft a power card, and then you choose which power you're going to be using. And in some cases, you resolve it, it, the the specific powers resolve at whatever the appropriate time is during the turn. Okay, uh, then you draw your vehicle cards. Uh, everybody always starts at one, but depending on your level, you might drop to three. Okay, uh, then any employees that are already on an existing vehicle, you advance them one step. Any unassigned employees that you have, you go ahead and place them wherever you want to mm-hmm. in the starting positions. And again, you can assign more than one guy to a single car. Uh, then uh, uh, you apply or advance or resolve the customer tokens. Either if no car is being worked on, you put a grumpy person on it. If no car is, uh, or you know, if somebody's grumpy, you so flip it to angry. If somebody's angry, then then it's too late. Okay, they drive away, take the negative points. Um, then you score clean vehicles. Just put those in your score pile. You add up the score at the end. Uh, and then finally, pay your employees. So points and money are the same thing. So for every employee you have, it's minus one point. I see. So more employees will help you during the game, but at the end, they will take away. Right. And every so it's, it's a little bit of upkeep there. Just real simple, real basic upkeep. So there's some trade-off with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and you continue. I think you continue until the, uh, until the draw deck, all the vehicle cards are, are used up. Uh, and then there's end game scoring around sets. You know, whoever has the most cleaned the most muddy cars gets this many points. Whoever cleans the most luxury or the most, uh, or excuse me, fancy cars and the most messy cars that does that. Whoever has the most sets of three gets X points per set. Uh, or, you know, a set of one of each kind of thing. Whoever has the most overall, that kind of stuff. Uh, and that's basically the whole game right there. Car wash. Cool. Cool. You could say messy, muddy, and money. 
messy, muddy, and money. Fancy cars. They're money cars. That's that's not bad. It's not bad. I feel like there's a better word. It's but, not great. Yeah. But so, yeah. Or just make messy and muddy not the same thing. Like not both M's. Oh well, so messy. I don't know what else I would do for messy. What what could I swap out with muddy? Junky. Junky. Uh, filthy. Ah, uh, that's better. Yeah, I like that better. Muddy. But then it's filthy, fancy, filthy, fancy, oh, and right. messy. Well, it could be dirty, messy, fancy, or no, muddy is good. It could muddy be is muddy, good. filthy, and luxury. That's you know, but but it's but I want messy, messy on the inside. You vacuum, you know, you got to vacuum out the inside. Oh, I get it. That's that's what I'm filthy talking. Filthy also can mean this. Oh, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to work with muddy, messy, and fancy for the it's, time being. It's not bad. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, I don't know. So, so drafting. Uh, yeah. If if I would say if nobody drafted the employee of the month card, then first player, first choice would stay with whoever had it last. You know. That's good because that you yeah. know makes people want to draft it. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's where we are with that. That's what I'm thinking. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds interesting. I don't know. Let's we'll see where it goes. I, I don't know. At all. I certainly am not going to prototype that before Unpub. Oh, right, right. time for yeah, that. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's it, again, drafting. You know, I, I, I'm just bad at that. Uh, and I thought like maybe if I can give everybody two options when they're drafting, the um, because on a couple of those, once you max out the number of cards you can get per turn, then that option's lost. And why would anybody ever take that card again? Right. Right. Um, and so, and then maybe somebody would take that card, but not use that power. Maybe they'd use the other thing to, so anyway, you know, right. yeah. Well, the, yeah. The thing about drafting, there's a lot of drafting games, right? So you're trying to do something that feels a little, feels a little different, different, a little right? unique. Yeah. yeah. Right. So a little bit of drafting, a little bit of worker placement, some set collection, kind of, kind of all mixed up together. With exactly. That. Yeah. Car wash is still a bad name. I know that big time, terrible name. Um, but yeah. Okay, uh, then I think that's all we're going to do for tonight. So, right. yeah, uh, we'll say goodnight here, builders. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, you know you know all this stuff. Email at buildingthegamepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, uh, at PodcastBTG on Twitter. Jason is at J.A. Slingerland. I'm at Poorly underscore Design. Uh, like us and give us good reviews. And, um, again, Epic Monster Tea Party on Kickstarter right now. Would love your support. Uh, super happy about the game. I think you guys will be too. Uh, don't forget the contest. Give us a new word for the word Trump in when it comes to card games. We need a new word for that. Yes. Email it to us. Email it to us with the subject line, no Trump. Um, and uh, get some copies of our games. If you want to buy our games, go ahead and buy our games. I know you can get uh, Slow Tycoon on Amazon.com. Uh, you can also get on real estate from by going to grand, ga- grandgamersguild.net. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> I always do that. Uh, and uh, uh, you can go to the Game Crafter and get copies of uh, Finish It, the Outrageous Storytelling Party Game, and uh, the Rumplebum Academy for... There it is. And call your Google Voice number at 770-TEL-BTG, and we'll say goodnight one more time. So, good night. Good night. <laughs> Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and Poorly Designed Studios. All of the ideas presented by Rob and Jason are property of the Building the Game podcast. Next time on Building the Game.
I don't get it. This guy has some good ideas. <laughs> and a lot of really bad ideas. <laughs>